All right, welcome to another episode of the Empowerment Perspective Podcast. I go by the name of Demiso Josie alongside. Spencer's here. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well if it wasn't a snowstorm outside. Why? Well, April. Everywhere we're going, it's just snow everywhere. I, I don't know. Maybe Nate, Mother Nature's trying to pay us back for something that's just, like, she's petty. She owes us something. Like, we owe you some snow. She's like, you know, you guys don't belong on spring break. Absolutely. You should have stayed home. Yes. Should have went south instead yes. of coming up north. Yes. Dealing with this snowstorm. Yes. Like, you guys know better. <laughs> but I'm, the Midwest. I'm, I'm enjoying myself. It's good to be in Michigan and Ann Arbor specifically. Yeah, we've seen Bill Belichick on the way, and he's doing a recruiting trip. some really weird things happen out <laughs> here in Michigan. It definitely is. Stand on the corner. I, I will work for a quarterback. It's crazy. You stand inside. <laughs> Bill Belichick. He up there, no hat, no gloves. He had cutoffs, yeah. sweatshirt. It's crazy. Freshly shaved. And yes, absolutely. Crazy. Never seen him like it. It's absolutely crazy. But we just came from Pittsburgh. Yes. Shout out to Pittsburgh and absolutely. Dr. Aerobic out there and the wonderful things she got going on out there. Your thoughts on that podcast? Oh man, she is outstanding, and she truly has a help. I mean, a heart for uh, for the special ed population. Um, you know, and she her improvement, like she's talking about, she's doing uh, thirteen hours, and, and she's getting two grade levels. I mean, that's really impressive. That that's, is a lot. That's out her. That's unheard of. It really is. Right, like, right. You spend thirteen hours with me, I can get you first third grade. <laughs> I'll tell you what the most impressive thing for me was is the fact that she didn't want to talk about being petty, and you somehow squeaked it in there. Oh yeah. I have, <laughs> I have a way to identify petty people. <laughs> petty terms that I use to bring out that pettiness. <laughs> want people to embrace your pettiness. You, you have to. That's funny. Just some housekeeping things. We want to, um, we got uh, the patron out there on Podbean. So we need some support here on the Empowerment Perspective yes. podcast. Um, so we ask for some donations to keep this thing up and running because, you mm-hmm. know, this equipment is not cheap. No. And, you know, the travel is not cheap and the things that we're doing is not cheap. Absolutely. Um, so if you like the content, you know, drop some some money in the bucket. Mm-hmm. Um we can. There's an opportunity for you to be on the show. We we'll send you some merchandise. You know, we got the Empowerment Perspective hoodies and some other yes. things coming along. Um, so we can drop you some merchandise. And if you own a business, or anything out there, you want to promote that. It's a mm-hmm. great way to get um, you know sponsorship for us, but at the same time, get your word out there because we are expanding. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and it's huge right now. That- it's amazing because we got people all the way from New York City all the way down mm-hmm. to Florida. We're in Oklahoma, Texas. There's mm-hmm. some out in Oregon hitting us up. So yes. Michigan. So we, we're expanding our reach a little bit, which is awesome. So thanks mm-hmm. to those who are following um, and make sure that you continue to do so. Yes. So today, special, special guest on on the, the podcast. Yes. Uh, he might let go some family secrets. And he's going to tell some, <laughs> some lies here Listen, and there. That's what we're hoping I, for. I don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> I figure... You stretch the truth. I stretch yeah. the truth. Well, it but should I be. It should be every other podcast. They need to go in on you. That's how I'm. No, <laughs> you need to get yours, brother. You need to get yours. That's petty. That's petty. It is petty. Listen, I don't want no parts of it. You can just keep it all to yourself. That's so right. every other that's podcast, right. we bring somebody on that's just going to go in with you. I understand. I understand. Listen, I, I'm an open book mm-hmm. anyway, so mm-hmm. it ain't nothing um, that I haven't happened before. Yeah. But um, you know, somebody that's on the podcast. This is the oldest of the Josie brothers by mm-hmm. I believe seven minutes. Um, so yes, he sir. was definitely the oldest one. Somebody mm-hmm. I looked up to. He was a, a different kind of brother because I could chill with him. We would dance and have fun and things okay. of that nature. Um, it wasn't always serious. But as I told you, we was chilling before uh, in the restaurant. Yeah. He's all the ones that will sit back and then all of a sudden uh, he'll say something and make you think. Then walk away? Walk away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, y'all just had a 45-minute yes, conversation with you. 
pouring my heart out. He'd be like, such and such, such and yeah, such. Yeah, chew on that grasshopper. I'll be back. <laughs> and drop the microphone and be done with it. I'm like, yo, this guy's crazy. But he's currently an electrical engineer, works for the company Bose, um, flies around the world, does crazy things. Um, obviously, you guys know my story and where we come from. So just to see uh, my brother do things that he's doing mm. on that level is amazing. It's somebody that I definitely look up to, um, even though I shouldn't admit that. Yeah, I was going to say, can you say, can you say that again? I'm really enjoying that. Uh, uh, it's, for, it's for the ratings. It's, it's, it's really hurting me right now. But I do appreciate everything that he's done for me in the past. And I, you know, just look for somebody to look up to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the type of person that will always be there for you. But um, let's just make some noise for yes. Sean Julie in the building. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing all right, man. Thanks for having me on. Man. Well, thank you. Uh, you just flew 45,000 hours from China and mm-hmm. you're here and... You know, I see the bags under your eyes and everything. Yeah, so. no doubt. I am definitely tired. <laughs> <laughs> Twelve days in China, got home yesterday, and, mm. and here we are. So, wow. Yeah. Who, who'd you have on the trip with you? So I went with my oldest daughter, Martha. Uh, mm. We went on a school trip. We spent 12 days in China and went to <laughs> Beijing, Shanghai. Wait, a school trip? What kind Hangzhou. of school you got going on a school trip to China? Public school. So all my kids have taken Chinese for, for several years. Uh, Martha, I think, is in her fifth year of taking Chinese. Um, hmm. And my son Langston is now a senior in high school, and he's on his seventh or eighth year of it. That's crazy. Um, so it was part of the school curriculum. We went over, spent twelve days. It was it was phenomenal. Highly recommended. I think we need to put that in well, our curriculum. Well, we need I only, I only know school. one word. She she. That's all I know. <laughs> Thank you. That's all I know. <laughs> that's, that's all I know. I, I took Mandarin too. I mean, she she. That's all I know. That's impressive. I think you do that. Uh, yes, I don't speak impressive. it either. Yeah, so uh, so they be talking about you. Mm-hmm. You only know it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, it's like being a hair salon. Is what nail salon. <laughs> That is absolutely crazy. So um, explain what you do and, you know, as much as you can. What do you do as an electrical engineer for this company? Yeah, absolutely. So um, as as Miso mentioned, uh, I work at Bose. I'm actually responsible for our technical sales organization for our automotive division. So my, my title is actually director of global technical sales. Me and my staff, we work with our sales organization to help sell and promote our technology into Automobiles. So we sell the speakers, the amplifiers, and the software that you might get in a Mazda or a GM vehicle. Mm. Um, I have staff in a number of countries around the world, which is partly why I travel a lot. I have staff in, in China, Japan, uh, Korea, Germany, France, of course, here in the U.S., that is absolutely crazy. You said he has staff. staff. Yeah. <laughs> so what happens when you show up in the building? They start whispering, like, he's here. Listen, get, get to work. He's here. I'm hoping they clap. <laughs> <laughs> they, like, make some noise. <laughs> besides here. Everybody besides here. That's crazy. Wow, that is, that's absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. I actually have a bold story, and you're going to slap mm-hmm. me for this because I'm upset that this happened. Um, I bought a pair of headphones from you. Yeah. It's the best headphones that I've ever had in my life. And my daughter was coming out of gymnastics, and I usually have them on my head. I'm already shaking my head. You are. Oh, oh, wow. I dropped it on the ground, and then I didn't know it. I ran over my headphones, yes. and it hurt. These are like three hundred seventy-five dollars <laughs> headphones that I just ran over, and, and I, that's why I got these little stupid iPhone. No shout, no, no disrespect to iPhone and Apple. If you want to be a sponsorship, you can do that. But that's why I got these little stupid headphones in my head and not my bows. It really hurt my feelings, though. I got you, man. I definitely got you. <laughs> <laughs> just let me know what kind you had. Oh, that's awesome. You gonna replace them? <laughs> yeah, I'll replace them absolutely. You hear that? That's that's what I'm talking about. So. 
You're my favorite brother too. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> we That's got that on tape. Y'all heard. That's an easy one. Y'all heard that one. Um, so in terms of, I guess your travels and things. We're starting to hit the road. Mm-hmm. One of the yep. things that I struggle with is my diet on the road. Mm. Now, I know you run marathons and do all mm. kinds of crazy stuff too, and you used to yeah, back in yeah, your younger yeah. day. You like 50 I now. Still so run. Um, it's impressive, but. <laughs> So, so how do you how if someone travels a lot like how what's the secrets to having a healthy diet? Well, you know, firstly, it starts with getting rest. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to be able to find time to sleep when traveling, which isn't always easy, particularly when you're in another time zone. Mm-hmm. Um, you you also need to find time to work out. You're mm-hmm. committed to doing that. You know, I'll mm-hmm. get up at five a.m., three a.m. I'll work after work. Whenever I can get it in, you get it in. Mm-hmm. Um, with regards to diet, man, that's hard. Mm. Specifically in the business that I'm in, in sales, mm-hmm. because you're you're constantly eating, entertaining, mm-hmm. entertaining yeah. and eating, and eating is such a big part of uh, business these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you you do what you can do. So I have, I have a question: Has it ever been a time when you sat down at a table and oh, you're in entertaining? They bring it, and you look at it, and say, I'm not eating that. <laughs> So I'll, that, say, I'll say no in a second. No, I'm not eating that. Absolutely. You just did it. Two seconds. <laughs> so, There's tomatoes and tomatoes. Oh, yeah. Listen. <laughs> I mean, it's called tomatoes. Listen. <laughs> I've never really had a real good tomato bit soup yeah, before, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So we have the restaurant, right? And I'm, I'm in my bowl and I'm digging. Like, what is this? That's actually tomatoes. And it's not supposed to. Yes. It's not supposed to be no tomatoes. It's, it's soup. no tomatoes, though. <laughs> so you I'm like, I'm eating this. That Campbell's soup. Absolutely. So she comes back. She says, you didn't like the soup? No, the soup was great. I'm not eating this. I told her, I'm not eating this. <laughs> you should have told her you didn't like it. That's what he said. Yeah. I said, no, I'm not doing that. You should do that. What's what the weirdest thing that you eat? So I mean, to answer his question yeah, first, mm-hmm. um, look, I'll eat anything once. I'll tell, tell people Even if it comes to the table greasy I, and stuff? I, I will eat anything once. I've had some crazy stuff. Uh, now, there's a, a long list of stuff I won't eat again. <laughs> okay. That's for certain. <laughs> okay. Um, but to answer your question, uh, man, I've had raw horse meat. But Whoa, wait a minute. Like, yeah, yeah, raw horse meat. And what it, was the name of that movie that Dr. Ruby talked about with the horse? Remember she was oh, like, Seabiscuit. Yeah. 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 That that's not even the craziest thing I ate. Um, that was probably one of the more disgusting things. Uh, I've ate, um, eaten in Japan a, a thing called milk. M-I-L-T. Uh, milt. Milt. That's like a person. Like, <laughs> yo, yo, we ate milk. <laughs> you might not milk. want to say that too proudly. It's actually fish sperm. So. Oh, oh, wait. Yeah, yes, I said that. I said that correctly. I don't think I'll do that again. I, no, I it, it, <laughs> it, it had to be a multi-million dollar deal on the table. It was an it was an important dinner. Okay, uh, right. you got to take. But I don't my, know if you take that for the team. I don't. Yeah, look, typically what I do is if someone at the table will eat it, I will He'll eat it. it. I'll eat it. If Makes they can sense. stomach it, I can stomach it. But you go first. Yeah, I, yeah, I understand that. Uh, no, but that's how you expand your horizons. So. Mm-hmm. That's what you call it. That's, mm-hmm. I call it being disgusting. Nah, definitely. It's, in some countries, you know, eating is, is critical. Mm-hmm. It's part of their cultural experience, right? Mm-hmm. They spend a lot of time preparing meals. So it's offensive sometimes if you don't eat the mm-hmm. meal that they put in front of you. Right. So it has little to do with the actual business sometimes. It's just culturally. Because you have to do that before respectful. you get to the business. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some, the business sometimes happens a lot later than dinner. It's like eating Kareem's macaroni and cheese. Uh, you like, <laughs> <laughs> I know it's disgusting. 
feet. Like, why ain't you eating? <laughs> Go ahead, eat some more. I have more. <laughs> Clean your plate. There you go. Clean your plate. That That's is funny. funny. <laughs> so, so, why did you decide to get into the field of engineering? That's a great question. Um, I, I would like to say it's because I was good at math and science, mm. but the, the truth of the matter is uh, two reasons. Um, in middle school, I had a science teacher called Mr. Porter, mm. um, who I don't even think you had. I think he was gone by mm. the time you came through. Um, but my mom said I always came home just telling stories about what Mr. Porter said. So it was <laughs> Mr. Porter said. Yeah, Mr. Porter said. <laughs> you know, and I think that was the first time that I really got interested in science. Mm. Um, but I didn't choose engineering until senior year. One day was taking out the, the trash, um, and our aunt, Aunt Edie, lived mm. across the street. Um, and she she asked me what um, I was planning to study in school. I had no idea, mm. truthfully. I was thinking I was leaning between communications and something. She said, well, you look like an engineer. Really? Yeah. Wow. And, and that's why I became an engineer. I did not Because somebody says <laughs> this is what you look like. you look like that. Someone who I hardly ever spoke to. And it's amazing for where we grew up because there was no engineers in our neighborhood. So, like, I don't even know where she got that image from. So, no, she I was didn't. saying you look like Albert Einstein at the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> she politely said I look like a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I went with it. No idea why I chose electrical engineering. It just sounded difficult. Wow. Yeah. Huh. That's yeah. really interesting. It is. So, after, we'll get into your high school, college, and then, um, you know, sports and stuff like that. But, um, when you left Delsey Regional High School, you chose to go to an Ivy League school. Yeah. And a part of it was athletics, but Correct. why Penn? Yes, I'm going there already. <laughs> why Penn? So the why Penn answer is really uh, rooted in what happened at Duke. As if you recall, mm. Duke was where I, where I was going. You were headed to Duke? I was headed to Duke. I, was, well, I wanted to go to Duke, so Duke was recruiting me for football. Uh, it had me down for an official visit, went to the Duke-North Carolina mm. basketball game. Still the best basketball game I've ever seen Who, in my who life. played in the game? Your mommy asked Grant me. Hill, oh. Robert Hurley. Okay. Uh, they mm. won the game. Mm. Uh, it was impressive. But on my official visit, they brought in another cornerback uh. out of Tennessee, got by nickname Hurricane. So they had one spot left. They ended up offering it to him. Mm. Uh, so I came home without an offer. My very mm. next visit was to Penn. Right. <laughs> I actually had a bad visit. At you were so mad, though. I was so bad at Duke. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been any school that was next. Uh, and you was going to say yes. I was going to say, say yes. yes. Yeah. So that's why I Penn. This guy's no life is just like, yo, there's no plan, whatever. I'm just going, whatever no, happened. No plan. But it was the best decision I ever made, no hmm. doubt. So you, a lot of do you feel like you were prepared as a no. high school student? For, why not? No, no, that was no, quick no. you on, said that. On so many levels, I wasn't prepared <laughs> let's, for it. Let's talk about academically. <laughs> academically, no, not at all. In fact, I struggled my first semester. Mm. Uh, and I... At the time, I blamed it on football because mm. football in college is a full-time job. <laughs> yes, I know we'll, I know we'll talk about that, um, but really, academically, just wasn't prepared. Mm. I, you know, in high school, I got through without doing very little work mm. whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Four point oh, seventh in my class. I don't think I studied. Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. Okay. You I just can't throw that in there. <laughs> no, no, really. Hold on. All right, I, I get the four point oh. I, yeah. I get that. Yeah. All right. How did how did you get to be seventh in your class? How many people was in class? Eight. I, I mean, had to, I had to take out a couple people. <laughs> Is that what it was? was y'all, y'all muscled y'all muscled him to the top ten. Is that what it was? Like you're going to get. Listen, understand that you're going to lose a couple points. One brother needs your spot. We need to be seventh. <laughs> to be honest with you though, like 
we talk about this all the time. We don't mm-hmm. have a whole lot of people mm-hmm. that um, that's in AP classes and mm-hmm. those smart talent, especially African Americans, right. uh, males in there, right. and to have a few that was up there. And mm-hmm. like, we kind of talk about this on other podcasts is that we come from a community of people who supported each other. Mm-hmm. So you know, you know, Rob winning in academics was a plus for everybody. Okay. Um, so you know, I think it, it was a sense of accountability and it's a sense of a pride and mm-hmm. you know to represent where we come from. So yeah. and to have one of those the few that's up there mm-hmm. and it just made sense for him to go to Penn or, mm-hmm. or to a Duke because of that but mm-hmm. the, the interesting thing is is that he didn't feel prepared for it no not at all like, yeah. like I was saying I got I got to Penn and you know I'm, I'm in class with some very smart people mm-hmm. Elon Musk was a classmate of mine mm-hmm. um, and, and these these folks were they had taken all the AP classes mm-hmm. they had they had prepared themselves on how to, to study for those classes where mm-hmm. you're you have no idea what the material is even though you just sat in that class for an hour and you're still confused mm. uh, I didn't know how to study mm. I thought oh, I knew how to study mm. but no I was just going through the motions, motions right? yeah. so I had the first semester at Penn I had a 2-4 wow this, two is, four. this is someone who had never had a C or oh. a B in his life because <laughs> I had an opportunity to meet your mom what did yeah. she say when she found out that you were down to she it? said you're going to figure it out that's yeah, it? That and then, it. then she did left and walked yeah, away? Is that where you get that from? When you like <laughs> <laughs> take over page and just, just, yeah, just walk out? Yeah, just walk out. Yeah, she didn't. Yeah. Man, okay. And next semester, mm-hmm. I figured it out. I had a 3-2 the, the mm-hmm. next semester, and then a 3-6, and then a series of 4.0s, mm-hmm. and ended up graduating tops in the engineering class. Right. Man, that's man. impressive. Wow. Right. That, our mom that's was impressive. good for that, mm-hmm. though. Like, yeah. just, you know, you'll figure it out. You mm-hmm. know, you, you, you're smart enough, intelligent enough, you got mm-hmm. enough people around you to make it happen. And it's one of the things I thank my mother for, especially mm-hmm. the type of person that I was <laughs> when mm-hmm. I was younger, and absolutely, um, you know, just to be able to th- be thrown into the fire and just kind of mm-hmm. figure it out on your own, and it makes you so much stronger and it mm-hmm. makes you more resilient, and then going through the, all that stuff. Um, so you went to Penn, and one of the stories he told, uh, the, the guy came up to him one day, he was like, "Yo, you want to sell these T-shirts? <laughs> you know where I'm going with this, right?" My brother's like, "Get out of here! I ain't selling no T-shirts." Years yeah, later, I know where you go. This is a guy that runs the company and one. Yeah. So he could have been, oh, whoa, been, been a part of the company at one, but he decided not to to take that. Now was he a, a student at the time yeah, at Penn? He was a student. So a school like Penn, you go, with, you're in class with a lot of mm. um, capable individuals. Mm. So I already mentioned Elon Musk, who of course has mm. started Tesla, mm. a classmate. Uh, Tommy, the guy who started and one classmate. We played basketball together. I remember him selling the t-shirts. <laughs> Did you buy one? Nah, I didn't mm-hmm. even buy a t-shirt. So wait a minute. So you you could have been That's petty. That that is petty. <laughs> he offered you a position. <laughs> True story. That dude can play basketball. Really? He can hoop. Yeah, no doubt. That's awesome. He could handle the ball. I didn't know. I mean, at the time, right. coming from where we came from, mm-hmm. you know, people that started businesses, that was foreign to me. Right, you know? right. I was there for a purpose mm-hmm. to right. get a, to get a degree. I wasn't there to meet people. Mm-hmm. And it's part of the thing, looking back on it, that I wish I had done differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, networking is, is such an important aspect mm-hmm. of everything you do. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's sort of the one attribute I'm sort of instilling in my son is that meet the people, mm-hmm. talk to mm-hmm. people. Look at every opportunity. Mm-hmm. You're not just there to get a degree. You're right. there to meet people. I mm-hmm. tell people all the time, like college, the best thing that it did for me was networking. Mm-hmm. Right. I didn't learn anything new. Right. Mm-hmm. It wasn't anything different. Um, but, you know, I took communication classes. Mm-hmm. like I was taking math and science and, you know, all other crazy stuff that he was taking. But mm-hmm. the value was that, that network. So when people say I'm not, you know, college material... Uh, they're looking mm, at it from the wrong perspective. Absolutely. It's, it's right. a, definitely absolutely. the wrong perspective. Right. It's, it's right. not a time that you can go and learn something different while you're there because that college life no. is... 
<clears throat> it's crucial to your development. You talking about people that you can meet, you're gonna be with them for the rest of your life. For the rest mm-hmm. of your life. Mm-hmm. Some of your best friends you mm-hmm. can mm-hmm. So what other aspects you say you were not prepared for, for college with? So I so I mentioned networking, mm-hmm. uh, being comfortable, being uncomfortable, mm-hmm. right? Being un- mm-hmm. being comfortable going out and, and meeting with the professor and asking for mm-hmm. help mm-hmm. or going up to him and saying, mm-hmm. look, you got a you know internship or mm-hmm. research assistant job that I can help you with. Right. That took a while to get used That's to. That's crazy. I, it's interesting you say that because I, I use that today is that I don't want to feel comfortable. Because mm-hmm. when I think of comfortable, I'm thinking vacation, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're on vacation, you're on the beach, you're lazy, mm-hmm. you ain't doing anything. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's that state of being comfortable. So yes. I always look for those opportunities where I'm uncomfortable. What's the mm-hmm. next challenge? What am I going to step out of my comfort zone mm-hmm. and be able to do things? So coming from where we come in our family, especially our family, you weren't no hugging and saying good morning nah. to people in the nah, morning and stuff all. like that. So You me, guys aren't warm and fuzzy? No. Come here, brother. I love you, you, you so much. Uh, you can ask my wife. <laughs> 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 my wife will say the same thing. Not something yeah. I possess. Uh-uh. So to step out that comfort zone to mm-hmm. network and it's to hard. do things, mm-hmm. it's difficult. I mean, struggle with it today, right. mm-hmm. um, but I'm finally to the point where I'm just like, don't really care. What, mm-hmm. I'm not afraid of no. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. um, and and you know people blowing us off, and we you know we network mm-hmm. all the time. We just networking at the the yeah. restaurant. Yeah, be, before it got too, it got so uncomfortable that I didn't. I didn't, that was too far. Like there's a lane of uncomfortability that you go in, but then there's a whole another lane that you say, "No, that's, that's, that's okay." He was speechless. Like, yeah, I, shut it down. I, I was like, yeah. "They were going somewhere. I didn't want to go. I didn't want to." Of course, that is interesting. I but, tell you though, what I was prepared for. Delcy did prepare me for uh, being one of only, mm. one of a few in a class, mm. right? Because you mentioned it earlier, mm. like African Americans, particularly where we come from, mm. typically aren't in some of the classes that mm-hmm. I took. So when I got to Penn, being one mm. of 200, mm-hmm. I was already used to that. So mm. let me ask this, because even my college experience, I used to see a whole bunch of people that looked like me right. that would stand like in front of the cafeteria, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But then yeah, I go yeah. in the classroom, they they I don't see nobody. That was definitely the case. It's interesting to say that, and I'm sure you feel that same way in business mm-hmm. at some point mm-hmm. just now, because every job that I've had, mm-hmm. I've been the only African-American right. male that's in, whether it was ESPN, whether it was ABC, yeah, ABC was a little different. We mm-hmm. had a couple of African American females, but there was no no males. Mm-hmm. And then I'm in a position in education. I was mm-hmm. especially in administration. Oh yeah. Oh my goodness, it's like yes. you're an gotcha. island on your own. So mm-hmm. you know, Delcy does prepare you. Uh, you know that type in of education a, in an odd in way. An odd way. Mm-hmm. In an odd, I don't odd think way. it was intentional. No, no, <laughs> no. And it prepared you for some of the ridiculous comments that you will right. receive. And right. I, mm-hmm. I tell it. I give motivational speeches, and one of the stories I tell is um, when the principal, I won't say his name. Um, came and brought you guys to the office and said, um, tell me about your beads. And I right. thought that's yeah, the, the yeah, more beads yeah, you have, the stronger yeah. your posse was. Right. So we talk about being students of your students all the time. Mm-hmm. We weren't troublemakers. We right. never got at in all. trouble. Right. No, We're getting keep called that, that. Keep that on that side because I will admit that I wasn't troublemaker. <laughs> 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 keep that over there. Keep that the Josie family because I already know what I was a part of. So That is funny. <laughs> so before we go deeper into your career and things, um, let's talk about staying at the high school level. How important was sports to you? It was everything. Mm. Uh, mm. People always look at me and say, you know, you were the studious one. You're mm. the academic. Uh, you could care less about sports. That was actually untrue. Mm. I cared a lot about it. Mm. Um, it was just hard having a twin who Ooh. excelled in, in sports. Right. And it probably meant more to him. Yeah, so right. I always pretended as though it didn't mean a whole lot to me. But wow. it did. 
See, that's, that's that make a comment and walk out the room stuff, right? So he's a person from the outside mm-hmm. who would think they could care less, but mm-hmm. inside he's he's uh, but, he's a, that competitor. But he's doing it so that mm-hmm. his you know his brother could get the shine. It, it's really really interesting, you know. This, so you took the sacrifice. Had to. So I mean, you were pipping. Uh, if you want to call it that. Yes, that's who you were. <laughs> let him be Mike, and you decide you're going to be Pippen. Now, let me say this. In all yes. fairness, on the football field, yes, he was Pippen. On okay. the basketball court, it, I think the, rebel, it, it, the world it, was reversed. It was reversed. It was reversed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being a twin also, you sort of had that dynamic from birth, right? Mm-hmm. It, they always look for ways to distinguish you from your twin. Mm-hmm. And, again, it was easy to say I was the smart one. Mm-hmm. He was the, the athletic mm-hmm. one, right? And we just sort of fell into those roles. Right. And here I come. Yeah, here I'm like, come, uh, right. Would that make me the dumb one? I'm not that's the only other option. That's, that's the only role that was you left. Were the blended it. One. That was, you had them both. That man. was truthfully, it. you had them both. That was it. That is really interesting. But um, we talked on the way up here too about just in college and how mm-hmm. I got to experience the college life oh, yeah. four years before I was actually in college because mm-hmm. because of them. Um, just another one of those life lessons that they were able mm-hmm. to, to teach me. So I was able to see, mm-hmm. <clears throat> watch that progression and watch them grow and talk about networking mm-hmm. and going to class and things of that nature. And mm-hmm. I just kind of just follow suit with it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I saw that, all right, if my brothers can make it four mm-hmm. or five years and get out of there. I said, I don't have an excuse. Mm-hmm. So it was like, you know, with that and the pressure of the community, like everybody yeah. was mm-hmm. doing it. So it was like, I got to win. Like, yeah. I can't I can't fail. So having that support system and even having those examples of, of, mm-hmm. above you is, is crucial. So I implore everyone to to find that role model, whether oh, it's family or not. You know, someone that's out there doing great mm-hmm. things. Even us now. I look mm-hmm. at people like um, E.T. the Hip Hop Preacher. I look mm-hmm. at Tony Robbins. I look at people mm-hmm. that are doing it. Yes. It's like, all right, so how can I put my own, our own little flavor onto, mm-hmm. onto these things? So. Yeah. That's I mean, a big thing. Well, I say when I when I actually have an opportunity to meet, you know, your friends and your family, I'm always amazed because you guys, it seemed like it was a community within a community with you guys, and you guys just seemed to always support one another mm-hmm. and wanted to be there for one another. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that that's big because you don't find that a whole lot in mm-hmm. any type of community, regardless of the ethnicity. You don't find mm-hmm. that people are willing to help each other and bring them along gradually. Like, you could have told your brother, no, you're not coming here. You're too young. Mm-hmm. You're not ready for this. Right, right. But some within you said, you know what? He may be able to learn something. Mm-hmm. So come on, and I'll show you what this college life is about. And maybe this would be the spark to get you mm-hmm. to work even harder in school. That, there was another element that we were dealing with with our family, that, which mm-hmm. I wrote about right, in the book right, and things. Right. So my brothers were giving me that safe haven, too, because mm-hmm. they knew I was there and, and having to deal with all that. Mm-hmm. It took a long time for me to understand what they were doing into mm-hmm. my adulthood, because at the time you read the book, I felt like they were leaving me. Mm-hmm. Right. Read, there. read the book, everybody. Read the book. But um, but I appreciate looking at it now as an adult. I appreciate mm-hmm. the things that they were able to, to do for me um, and on that level. But I learned so much from that experience. Um, mm-hmm. Just going out there and and like I said, just watching their footsteps. I've been doing it for my whole life, mm-hmm. and it's just weird being the youngest one. Like you got to blaze your own trail at some mm-hmm. point. So mm-hmm. I would do some stupid random things at times mm-hmm. and then sometimes it was just like okay I'll, I have to I gotta balance this athlete slash mm-hmm. you know academic person um, you know and all those things and so. look, I think some of my classmates consider you family yeah mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I, I yeah. think you can call you know Joe mm-hmm. he'll do anything for you Absolutely. Jamie asked about you the other Absolutely. day yeah. Jerome you know Jerome's mm-hmm. a coach of the Celtics mm-hmm. I, he could probably get you tickets I mean right. mm-hmm. they, they they saw you as being part mm-hmm. of the student body that's how often you were up there yeah. and well, with regards to community I you know I still feel as though I take 
the community with me when I'm abroad. I was mm-hmm. in Korea a couple of weeks ago, and I'm thinking, man, it'd be kind of cool if Demetrius and Damon mm-hmm. and all those people mm-hmm. could be with me here. I still feel a part of that community, mm-hmm. even though I don't get back as often as I would mm-hmm. like to. It's weird that you say that, because I had that on, I wasn't on that level, but even when I was at ESPN and ABC and experiencing mm-hmm. those wonderful things, I was like, yo, I wish everybody right. could come and experience this, mm-hmm. this thing. And it was just... I don't know. I don't want to call it weird. You just don't find it today that communities mm-hmm. are like that. Right. Like, we, we are just so tight. We were tight. And, mm-hmm. just, and continue to be so. Mm-hmm. And we it, raised each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I want to transition into um, more about your career and just how, if someone's interested in being an, an engineer, like what mm-hmm. kind of tool set, what kind of skills Focus. Should, should it be developing? <laughs> Focus, discipline. Um, you know, sacrifice. Being mm-hmm. an engineer is, is tough, mm-hmm. particularly in school. Right? There were Friday nights, you know, mm-hmm. you're studying, you're in the lab. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to those parties mm-hmm. like everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it takes a certain level of focus and discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it takes commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, engineering is known for weeding out folks. Mm-hmm. I think I started with a few hundred in my engineering class when I started at Penn. There were 35 mm-hmm. in my electrical engineering graduating Ooh. class. Right, uh, because it gets hard. You mm-hmm. got to get used to failing. Mm-hmm. You know, there were times mm-hmm. you'd you'd get a high. The the high score on a test would be a forty three out of a hundred. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, now they grade with a curve, but mm-hmm. you got to get right. used to that disappointment. Right, and typically engineers aren't used to failing. Wow, right? mm-hmm. so that's yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. Like. They learn that lesson early. Like mm-hmm. you know, you have you're gonna fail you're at gonna something. Fail. It's going mm-hmm. to happen. Like and I tell, I think I had an interview the other day, and I was telling the guy, I was like, I'm more obsessed with my failures than my 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 victories. Right. Like mm-hmm. you know, because there's more uh, of a lesson that needs to be you know learned within that failure. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's really really interesting that that you had to go through that process. Especially mm-hmm. you coming, you know, I believe you come from uh, high school, You like mm-hmm. you said, top ones in your class, you're used to getting hundreds and yeah, without, passing without even trying. trying right? Right. You get to school and mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, yeah. it's like, I did what? what? Uh, comes that professor with that red pen. Absolutely. <laughs> like, Whoa, what happened, what happened here? The other yeah. thing, you know, is, is internships are important. Mm-hmm. Um, while, as an undergrad, you know, I had the opportunity to do some, some pretty cool things. I, I worked with NASA one summer. Uh, worked on robotics, did some hologram research, mm. uh, met some really interesting people. Went down to uh, Texas to look at the super collider, which smashes atoms together. Mm. So it's it's seeking out those type of opportunities mm-hmm. as well is important um, right. because experience really does matter in engineering. Right. Yeah. Keep using those big words. We want to get some electrical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, How do we yeah. get more African Americans into the STEM related fields? Um, Specifically, mm-hmm. African. It American starts with teachers. We got to get teachers that are comfortable teaching the material mm-hmm. and not being uncomfortable with it themselves. Right? Mm-hmm. A lot of times, I got kids. I got three kids, and a lot of times you'll hear from their teachers, and you can sense that they're uncomfortable and mm-hmm. unsure about and not confident in teaching math and mm-hmm. science. We got to get people in the classroom that are comfortable teaching. Mm-hmm. It. Let me ask this, and this is the question that me and your brother talk about all the time: why they keep trying to. Recreate new ways to do old math. <laughs> old math. That's, yeah. an exa- that's an example, right? <laughs> and, math is math. Math, math is, is in ma- English. And, and right. I don't understand right. why they. Okay, so we, we started out with math that was probably uh, developed back in Africa and they made it real simple, right. Mm-hmm. Right. easy process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then as it traveled, I guess, against you know different countries, then they tried right. to redesign something, something that else. was easy. Right. 
I think it's a weeding out process. Is that and what they're trying to do? he talked about, like, as an engineer, like, mm-hmm. it's a weeding out process. Right. I always look at education as how much can you take before mm-hmm. before you break. Before you quit, yeah. Right. It's like a rocky scene. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> like, seriously. Like, you know. Um, so, I, it, it, is, it doesn't make any sense that mm-hmm. they would change, you know, the way they teach math. It doesn't yes. Because now we talked about how can a parent help their kid right. if they didn't. I, I can't. You know, I can't. can't. It's tough for me, and I have a math degree. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> right? I sit down, I'm like, reading paragraphs after paragraph on how to do algebra. Mm-hmm. Algebra's algebra, right? right? Um, it's that new math. Right? That is crazy. But yeah, some other things that you can certainly do as, as parents is exposing your kids to mm-hmm. technology. Take them to the science museums. Take which, them out. which ones would you recommend? Um, all, all of them are good in their own right. Um, okay. The Chicago Science Center is phenomenal. The Detroit Science Center is pretty good. There's one uh, in Philly that mm. you can take to. It's really not mm. the museum itself. It's, it's an opportunity okay. for them to, to mm. explore and mm-hmm. discover uh, and give them the time and space to do that. Right, right. right. Mm-hmm. Science is about learning mm-hmm. and discovering and fundamentally and problem solving, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Do the puzzles. Mm-hmm. My, my mother, you know, we spent a lot of time doing puzzles, 2,000 mm-hmm. piece, yeah. 5,000 Was that a punishment? Puzzles. No, we no, actually we still actually, do it. I still now. do it. <laughs> For every Christmas, we used to get puzzles and we would okay. just, you know, Make you know, put the puzzles together. It was a family bonding thing, right. but at the same time, it was like you know, problem solving and you know, just that focus and that focus and, and trying uh, to get I, it. I just, so I just thought maybe so she good. just wanted some quiet no, in the house. Nah. Sit down, do this puzzle. Don't say nothing. You got to focus. Don't say yeah. nothing. I still do it with my kids, and then they mm-hmm. get, they get their little puzzle, and I still right. do mm-hmm. mine, and they know that all right, this must be Christmas. Daddy got the puzzle out. <laughs> 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 hey, it, it is what it is. Another thing I would say is that um, this creates as many opportunities for your kids, mm-hmm. and it don't have to be anything great and big like for example my daughter had this leprechaun project right and mm-hmm. i could have did it for her and everything mm-hmm. i was just like well there was a part we had to figure out the ladder mm-hmm. and how okay. the ladder gonna fall and i could have figured it out i just let her go okay. through the process and then she finally figured out this thing keeps sliding i need to put mm-hmm. something here like okay. it's all problem solving right. now you know i have a saying? question for your brother yeah, yeah. Okay. so when they come home with their science projects how hard is it for you not to be involved <laughs> It is very difficult for me <laughs> not to be involved, particularly in, a, in an environment like Ann Arbor, where mm-hmm. you have a, uh, a very high academic based population. There's, there's a lot of parental involvement, mm-hmm. and a lot of things that go on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I are think, you insinuating that people are cheating? I'm saying that there's a lot of parental involvement in some of the homework and, and projects that takes place here. So it's uh, it's it's very difficult, but it's important to let them fail mm-hmm. uh, and succeed on mm-hmm. their own, right? Um, the other thing to answer your question earlier is, um, as African Americans, we have to be able to identify and nurture students that we tend to believe sort of gravitate toward engineering. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not uncommon that the students who would excel at it are called nerds, mm-hmm. are put on the outside, they'll figure it out on mm-hmm. their own. Parents don't engage with them, they're the smart kids. Well, those mm-hmm. smart kids need help too. Mm-hmm. They need Absolutely. mentoring, they need insight, they need direction. It's not every day that they have the confidence in themselves to be mm-hmm. okay being different. Right. So they they need that parental figure or that mm-hmm. uncle or that cousin or that friend or that mm-hmm. person on the block to say, okay, it's okay for you to be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. It's okay to get A's. It's okay to be a nerd per se. Because mm-hmm. that isn't always found in our kids. Mm-hmm. That is really interesting because I'm now thinking about it like you were 
different from a cultural, you know, cultural perspective. Now you add on the fact that you're considered a nerd. Now you might even be outcast from oh, no that culture. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, luckily for you, you had people that really didn't care about that. You know, you being a nerd, but just being uh, different mm-hmm. on so many different levels. Like, mm-hmm. where do you turn to at that? Mm-hmm. Particular? I mean, to be blunt, if I couldn't run, if mm-hmm. I couldn't play football, play basketball, I'm not an engineer. Mm-hmm. To be, to be factual, there was mm. no one developing that that capability or skill set in me growing wow. up. Mm. Right? They take me to football practice. I mm-hmm. made sure I had a basketball. Right. And that's no knock on my mother. It's just those, those were the tools and the environments that, that were we around up, that right. we grew up in. Right? right? People would say, "Hey, gave me a high five if we won a state championship." Right? All A's. It was like that. No like one said whatever, anything right. about it. It's like whatever. Right? That is interesting. You think you smart, don't you? Right. 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 I got bored. You smart? Right. That's right. You can't start getting bullied. Got that at home. <laughs> Bully you smart. You think you smart, huh? Right. Oh my goodness, right. bullying. Yeah, no doubt. My uncle said that more, more uh, than one the occasion. Fountain pen. Yeah, yeah, no no doubt, no doubt. But in an odd way, I thought he respected me as well for what I achieved. Mm. So. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So let me let me ask this. So when you you mentioned staff earlier, and yeah. mainly the ones that are here, like which schools are you guys pulling from from Bulls? Is it um, one school that you guys are particularly fond of, or is it a whole bunch of schools, or you just look at the actual applicant. Yeah, we'll look at the applicant. Now, we do okay. have a relationship with MIT. MIT mm-hmm. is actually uh, an owner mm-hmm. uh, in Bose. Um, so a lot of students will mm-hmm. come through there. Dr. Bose was a professor at MIT. That's a real person. Do- yeah, Dr. Bose. I just thought it was a so, name. Yeah, no, Dr. Bose founded <laughs> the company. See, this is why you're so smart. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Bose, huh? I just thought that. Just named it Bose because it sounded cool. And then when he Dr. passed away, he donated most of his shares to, to MIT. So mm. that, wow. To ensure okay. that it remains a research company and that mm-hmm. will never go public. Mm-hmm. So. Wow. Well, I want to switch gears a little bit more to sports. Yeah. And the re- you mentioned the recruiting process for you and crazy. the Duke and things. Mm-hmm. And now you have a son that's went through the process. As yeah. Well. So as that a parent, <laughs> um, did you, how involved were you in it? Were you just like kind of taking that back seat? Or no, were you kind not of at all. Out there trying to do things. No, you? definitely. We were heavily involved mm-hmm. um, and not involved at the same time. So involved in the sense of helping him identify schools, mm-hmm. helping him talk to coaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a skill that you need to possess, mm-hmm. uh, how to determine what's real and what's not. Right. Uh, certainly involved in driving him places. Mm-hmm. Um but then not involved in trying to steer him toward a particular decision. I wanted to let him make that decision for himself. So it didn't hurt your feelings that he didn't go to Penn? It did. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. <laughs> it was a part of me that wanted the legacy and have him go to Penn, but right. he found the right place for him, which mm-hmm. which made me feel good at the end of the day. And where, where is that university he's, he's going to? He's going to Washington University in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. studying business and Chinese and, and playing football. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's impressive. Because I'm, I'm a petty person. I always admit that I'm petty. So in, in your mind, when he decided not to choose Penn, would you like, you know what? Well, you can do this all by yourself. Then. <laughs> you'll, fi- like, you you'll, figure it out. you'll figure it out. <laughs> go ahead and figure it out by yourself. You want to nah, listen to me? Nah. Go ahead, St. Louis by yourself. I, I don't think I ever told him that's where I truly wanted him to go. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he knew. Right. Uh, that's that's you know where my heart was, but mm-hmm. yeah, like I said, I'm I'm more than happy where he ended mm-hmm. up. You know, I that's went impressive. down, looked at the school. It's a mm-hmm. great fit for him. The coaching there is is outstanding. It's mm-hmm. it's a top business school uh, mm-hmm. in the country. He couldn't have made a wrong decision. Honestly, yeah, that's good. I mean, I'm really mm-hmm. happy for him yeah, and doing things. That but the process has changed. Yeah, I was about mm-hmm. to say that's the question I was going to have. So how was the the process a little different? So n- now there's probably too much information out mm-hmm. there on both you as a player. 
and them as a school and as a coaching staff, um, when when we went through it, mm. um, you know, they, they had to come to the school to find out about you. Right. Like they, they didn't have to get on social media mm. and, and find out. You could find out a lot about a person oh, yeah. without ever going. Absolutely. Uh, in fact, the school that he ended up picking was a school we didn't spend a whole lot of time with. Mm. Right. I think we went to, to uh, visit. I went there once. The coach met with us once. Never came to the house. Mm. Uh, got an offer, right? I think half his offers came from schools we never visited. Wow. Because they can get the information online. Mm. So parents, listen, you got kids that are out there in, in high school. Be careful be with their careful. Uh, posting out there because it it doesn't go away. You can delete it off mm-hmm. the account all you want, but it's once you mm-hmm. hit send, it's out in cyber mm-hmm. world and anyone can find it. Mm-hmm. So that I had it, control of my son's social media accounts mm-hmm. for that for, for that, that reason. reason. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, you don't mm-hmm. want them to. They're young, right? They're going to mm-hmm. make mistakes. Mm-hmm. So you got to let some of that happen, but you mm-hmm. you could make the wrong mistake right. and ruin mm-hmm. an opportunity. Even as an employer, you got to be careful yeah. like that stuff because I know. When I we hire people, the first thing I do is go on social media right. mm-hmm. and right. look it up. But there was one teacher I remember; she had a stellar resume. Everything would look like a perfect, perfect mm. fit. I clicked on that Facebook account, saw mm. something inappropriate. I was like, you know what? We're not even going to bring her in here for. So be careful mm-hmm. out there in social media land. Um, do you think that these these uh, camps and things that these kids are going <laughs> into is a racket? It's or about is it? mo- most mm. of them are about money. Mm. There's no doubt. I mm. mean, and and we had to learn that the hard way. We went okay. to a number of camps, uh, even the ones that are at school. Mm. Uh, they're mm. generating mm. a lot of revenue mm-hmm. from, from mm. that. Uh, so it's a business. Um, but you have to look at it as an opportunity for you as well because it does give you the the chance to get in front of Mm -hmm. coaches it gives you an opportunity to visit a school Mm. Um, part of the discovery process for us was trying to figure out what type of school fit for him Mm -hmm. urban Mm -hmm. rural Mm large, small, mm-hmm. uh, and going to those camps. What about weather? Because it's cold outside. <laughs> Did he take into consideration? Listen, he's from Michigan. They're already uh, used yeah, to that, yeah, that yeah. cold weather. Weather wasn't much of a factor for him. <laughs> so I have a question for you. Not not to get off topic about, you know, the recruiting process with your son. Um, my whole thing is that if if I had that much ability mm. and the University of Hawaii came knocking at my door, <laughs> you go on, huh? would, would, <laughs> what would you have done if Hawaii said you can come and you can play both sports? Uh, <laughs> How do you say no? And this is right after your, your yeah. Duke visit. So yeah. you're already mad, yeah. you're bitter. He's out. So I'm, glad, I'm glad they didn't come knocking. <laughs> <laughs> so I would have probably gone to Hawaii at that time. But looking back on it as a yes. parent, you have to t- make sure you take some of the emotion out of the decision mm-hmm. and help mm-hmm. the student make what's right for them long term. Because you mm-hmm. are making a, fundamentally a career decision. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right? So you got to pick the school that's going to enable you for future and long term mm-hmm. success. So academics... Mm-hmm. Is important. And I know some of these these top athletes aren't really looking at that. They're looking at, okay, how do I get to the next, next level? level yeah. Well, you really need to make a school that's based on the level after that, mm-hmm. right? So when you do stop that's playing, that's what Jay said. Right. And that's not easy to do because mm-hmm. just, it happens so fast. Mm-hmm. Coaches are telling you all types of that's things. Tough, right? yeah. And you're getting input from friends, families, colleagues. Mm-hmm. Everyone has an opinion on where mm-hmm. you, you, mm-hmm. your, your son or your daughter should go. I'm going to tell you how I picked Temple. Hmm. One day I went there. The year before I went there was move-in day. Mm-hmm. And I saw all these girls outside <laughs> on move-in day. And I okay. said, that's where I'm going. <laughs> right? okay. That's how some of these athletes make decisions. I thought you were going to say the Greek, but no, you no, were no, move-in no, day. Because no, no, no. okay. I knew these girls was going you, to school. You were, you were there doing the Greek 
in Philly during that time? Yeah, 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 no doubt. <gasps> yeah, yeah, we, we, yeah, we, we were rolling we, up we in there. Been, yeah, we went there <laughs> once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> He's down. Yeah, but he, had, he, had, he, said, he said in the lab because he was working. Yeah, yeah. not that weekend. Not that weekend. That in Relay weekend. That weekend. Nah, there was no last That is interesting. So you made a decision at some point in your college career to give up sports. Why did you make that decision? Uh, so I knew I was never going to the next level. Um, and I knew um, that I wanted to be an engineer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and being one of few, in mm-hmm. fact, I may have been the only engineer my, in the freshman class on the football team, I knew that that wasn't going to be sustainable. Mm-hmm. Also, at the time, I was vegetarian. Mm-hmm. I was a vegan, actually. Um, and trying to, to manage that and play football, mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. Was, that was tough. Yeah, I I, and quite honestly, I felt yeah. like I was missing out a lot. Right? You know, do you, regr- do you regret making that decision? I I regret absolutely. I should have played one more year. Mm. It, you know, I, and I'll probably encourage my my son and my kids to to give it another chance. Because right. right? I think if I had played another year, I probably would have played the entire right. time. Right. I had the same thing as I I quit playing Temple, and it's one of the things. The only thing I probably regretted in my life was was quitting. Um, but you had mentioned earlier that it's a business, and yeah, it, it kind of takes the fun out of the sport. It, it, and especially gotta, if you somebody like me, I didn't really love football like gotta, that. You gotta love you it. You gotta love it, and it's just it takes it out. Mm-hmm. So um, it, I make sure that I try to tell students all the time: make sure you enjoy your experience in high school and right. enjoy that. Yeah. So let me ask this: when you guys are in college and you making this decision, right, mm-hmm. that either one of the coaches or yeah. one of the assistant coaches come in and say, "Hey, listen, yeah. you know, make sure that before you do this, that." Yeah. You're mm-hmm. not going. Nobody that, came. Mm-hmm. No one said that. No one, and I didn't have. You know, my father definitely was not mm-hmm. around much at the time. Mm-hmm. No one came to me and said you should think about it. Right. They made it easy. So oh, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> you're absolutely right. So, so let me ask. So when you guys made that decision, you didn't have to make it while the coach was standing in front of you to say, Coach, I'm not going to be I'm going to tell you exactly what I did. We was in summer camp, uh-huh. and I had this duffel bag full of clothes. I had mm-hmm. no TV and nothing in the room at the time. And I'm sitting there, and I was like, why am I doing this? Like, we just mm-hmm. came off of two days. My body was beat up. Mm-hmm. I was like, why am I doing this? I called my mom and said, come pick me up. She thought I was just going to come for the day or whatever. Mm-hmm. I grabbed all my stuff, and I was out, and mm-hmm. I left. And um, the, the thing that made me regret it the most was – uh, my brother was getting married, mm-hmm. and he had changed his wedding day because we were going to play the University of Western Michigan around oh. that time. And I had quit. And I was uh-huh. like, when I look back at it, I was like, yo, he changed everything. And yeah, I, I yeah, just yeah. up and left. And it was just like, <laughs> yo, why did you do that? And I just felt like, I felt the same way. I was like, I'm not going to make it to the next level. Right. I'm out here getting beat up. I can't take the classes I want to take right. because of the right. schedule thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I, I can't. I'm done. So it's, 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 it was a tough decision. but. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Nobody came to look for either one of you guys? No, like, well, no. part of the reason I think it was easy for me is the, the staff that recruited me was in transition at the time. So mm-hmm. we okay. they had brought in a new head coach. He had brought in his staff. So the people that brought me in mm-hmm. changed. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe if the recruiting coach that I had come in with knew, maybe he would have you know, lobby to keep me around. But no, I mean, some of these schools, they got, you know, 100 kids on the team, mm-hmm. right? They're, they're not going to mm-hmm. police everybody. Mm-hmm. No, look, the point I want to make for all our listeners is to say that when they come into your living room, and they oh, yeah. sell you this they dream, you, like, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. going to be oh, my yeah. son, oh, and yeah, I'm going to love him. That changes look. the second you hit uh-huh. campus. <laughs> well, the, the thing is, and when I took Langston to the Penn uh, camp this past summer, and it was like, the coach was like, 
I, I, my job is to find your replacement as right. soon as you step on campus, yeah, and, that's mm-hmm. and that's the and that's the that case. Mm-hmm. So every every year, somebody's trying to replace mm-hmm. you. Right. You know, and if you ain't into the sport and you mm-hmm. and you not performing, mm-hmm. guess what? Yeah, you yeah. had that great shirt on that we talked about. <laughs> the great sweater. <great spoiler. laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's no loyalty here at the uh, next uh, level, right? Uh, uh, there's no obligation because your daddy played for mm-hmm. you right. or you're a friend of the program mm-hmm. or right. you know they like you. Nah, that's yeah. not college. Mm-hmm. But I, I wanted to point that out because a lot of times when you have these AU coaches that come yeah. into mm-hmm. your living room, when, when you have these college coaches, even these high school coaches, and they come in, they sit down, they say, listen, I'm going to love him and I'm going to look out for his best interest. You don't have to worry about it, Mom. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about it, Dad. I got him. Mm-hmm. No. But then when he's going through that, that time where as though that he's unsure about what he wants to do mm-hmm. and now nobody's around to even right. have the conversation right. or rather right. not right. if you should continue this or go and do something different. Right. So that right there, I mean, that's that's major. So, I mean, I want yeah, people to understand yeah, that good point. this Definitely. is this Definitely. is a business. And yeah, it's about, a business yeah, only. Winning. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. business Next of winning. Man up, mm-hmm. yeah. What have you done for me lately? <laughs> yes, that yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, backtrack a little bit. You were on a state championship team for basketball. Yes, sir. And mm-hmm. um, we had a discussion at dinner today, mm-hmm. and we've always had this discussion. Um, I don't think we've ever played one-on-one seriously together. I would beat you. Who? See what I'm saying? See, see? <laughs> Interesting. See? Who wouldn't even be close? See? He, that's what he's claiming. All right, so game to 11, who wins? I'm winning. I spot him 10. I still you win. You spot him 10? See, he's not getting him. So, this, so match, is this make it, take it? Is that what it is? Uh, he, Whatever he so wants. Are you, are you taking him in the post or are you just going to be? He can't, dude. He's too old. Nah. He's no, I'm not talking about this in the prom. In, in, the, in prom. the prime time? In prom, because we nah, always had this conversation, nah. who's better, LeBron or Mike? I'm talking about in, in your brother's prom and True. your prom, who's better? So truthfully, I'm probably a better defender. He, he could probably score. He was stronger. I think I think it'll be a good game. It'll be I a think good it'll game. be a good match. Truthfully, it'll be a good match. Okay. So let me give you guys partners, right? You get Demetrius, right? He <laughs> gets right. Jay. Who who no, it's wins not that? Even close. See, see. Not, I, I think it's not, close. That's not even fair. I think it's close. Sorry, Jay, but that ain't. <laughs> they won't even be close. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go deeper. Your your team, <laughs> yeah, versus the best team that I've been on. Let's say I'm going to say my um, sophomore year. Who wins that game? Dude, we were 27 and 0. <laughs> we won a state title. <laughs> it was luck. Y'all had bad, it was a bad league that year. The league was down that year. So I don't even know who was, who was your five. That's that, bad. That, that is year? that's bad. It's like he never came to see you play. That's bad. Like I don't even know who's uh, more. Him, him, Jay, Randy, Randy Nino. And I think Tom Freeman was. was All right, you there. do know, guys. You do know it's like twelve people on the team. Like you, no, 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 no. there was twelve people. There was uh, they got the great jerseys on. <laughs> they, 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 they practiced though. He said, "Coach, he's tired. Sub, uh-huh. sub. No, no uh-huh. sub. No, no sub." No, nah, I don't know. That team, that team was special. No, nah, that team was special. It would have been tough. I think we would have gave you our game for at least three quarters. Then, it, then y'all probably would have beat us at, at the end of that. He doesn't agree. So, He's, as you know, we lost one game that year, right? To, yeah, to y'all Saint got Anthony. blown out that year. And I posted on, on Twitter there probably last year to Demetrius, I want a rematch. I want to play St. Anthony. Demetrius <laughs> shot back, no. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want no part of that one? He didn't want no part of that one. So, all right, who, who did he have at St. Anthony? Roger Rodrick Rose Rodrick, at the time. Hurley was, was on that team. His younger brother was mm-hmm. on the team. Mm-hmm. They, they won the tip. And dunk threw an alley oop off the tip. Off the no, tip. Executed a play off the tip. Wait a minute. All right. So jump ball. Jump right. ball. Dude got it. And then on he the just wing, tossed threw, it. Tossed it to somebody alley oop off, off the tip. Next play to get the ball, another dunk. Yeah. Within okay. within thirty seconds, they had two dunks. The game was over. 
<laughs> so you, it's four nothing. You say, you it know was, what? It was coach right. back to paying up. <laughs> Let's go home. He'll say sustain. But I want a rematch. You want to play him again? Oh, no doubt. Uh, I don't know. No doubt. That team was tough. They were tough. That team was absolutely tough. Yeah. Um, we transitioned a lot on our show to talk about music. And I know you listen or used to listen to I don't know what you listen to now because you travel so much. But who are you listening to right now? Uh, nobody. <laughs> you don't listen to music? Nah. Uh, so my son listens. He and I listen to some some of the old school stuff. He's a he's in the tribe. Uh, mm. We went to uh, I went to a Run DMC concert with, uh, with Rakim. Mm. It was pretty cool to see an EPMD. I took I took my son to uh, to see an old school hip hop show that came to Detroit. Um, they had Mob Deep, so he mm. got to see Mob Deep mm. for okay. Prodigy. Uh, EPMD was there. Um, Naughty My Nature was there. So it's kind of cool that he's in the old school hip hop. Right. But truthfully, I don't really have a whole lot of time to listen to wow. too much of anything. Uh, he's yeah. in the Kendrick. Okay. I know, I know okay. I'm not. I know enough to know that I'm not in the Kendrick. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> okay. So let me ask you this question because we had this debate on the way up, and we're gonna ask Kyle this on the next podcast: uh, the best hip hop love song. Mm. The best hip hop. Your top love five. Song. Wow, that's crazy. That's a, that's a crazy question. Uh, I used to love a common. Ooh, mm. yeah, that's I, okay. I, I give you that one. I yeah. give you that one. I, I'm going still with LL Cool J. I, I need you love. Was say that. that was number two. You got him that number two. Number two. Yeah, that was the first one ever. He set a trend. Yeah, no doubt. But what Common did was special. That was. They special. talked about his love for hip hop. That was special. I'm going Met- Method Man and Mary. I got okay. throw yeah. them up there. Um, Trying to think of another one. I'm a fan of Renee. He said it doesn't uh, count because she died. In, in, in it's, not a lo- it's not a Renee. love song. It's not a love song. <laughs> it's not a love song. Yeah, I like the song. I like she died it. at the end. How's that a love song? I always used to want to go to St. John's, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> Any song mentioning St. John's, I'm like, yeah. Renee was pretty good. Oh, my goodness. So you watch a lot of movies on these flights or no? Yeah. What was the last one that got you choked up? Choked up to like, as cry, it, cry, yeah. tear jerker. Just coming down. I go with a lump in your throat. I don't lump see you crying. That's crying too. Uh, it's like I saw Black Panther a few times. Oh, what was your thoughts about that movie? So I went. I'm not a comic book neither fan, no. right? So I, I, I enjoyed it simply for the the, the movie itself mm-hmm. and the message, mm-hmm. uh, and it was a little unpredictable mm-hmm. for me at times. Uh, and it was a good movie. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend people go out mm-hmm. and check it out. Were you, were you impressed with the technology? I was. I was impressed with how they um, a, a woman sort of drove the technology. Mm-hmm. The technology itself kind of impressive, but the fact that they had a, a sister sort of mm-hmm. the, the focal point was was, was mm-hmm. important to me. Yeah, that was dope too. It, it lost me at the end when that spaceship hit the ground in the projects, though. That that that's why I was it's like, real. I was like, <laughs> I'm getting up. Out I here. lived in the projects. You never know who's gonna show up in the projects. I lived I, in the projects. Well, that's a metaphor, though, right? I can see if they made a steel of rims or something off the off the uh, spaceship or something, but that wasn't real. You never know what's gonna happen <laughs> in the projects. Know, right, right, no doubt. That is too too funny. Well, we definitely thank you for being on this show. Um, it was a Appreciate pleasure. It. Oh wait, wait, we forgot my. my, oh, yeah, my you you got to ask your all time. So here's the thing, right? I'm a petty guy. Yeah, I'm really yeah, petty. I got that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so my question to you: Are are you petty as well? Yeah, he think he can beat me in basketball. That's petty. That's not petty. That's, that's petty. That's factual. That's fact. I, I know. See? I know that guy. See? Nah, I'm not petty. You're not petty at all. Nah, not at all. Can't be in my business. Really? So when you when you um, go out and you're having these business meetings and they mispronounce your name, that doesn't bother you? Nah, typically I'm good with it. 
Really? Yeah, no, not at all. Uh, and, you know, talking about being one of only, some of these countries, you know, they've never seen an African American. Do they touch your hair? You get all types of things. <laughs> my, my daughter and I were in China. I'm bald. I missed my hair. Yeah. My daughter probably took 50 pictures. What? Really? People, yeah. I mean, they, they're coming up, you know, can I take a picture? First, they sneak in it. Then, you know, they come up, mm. they hug, they, you know, all they just haven't Next seen. Next podcast is in China. I'm getting hugs all day long. You want to hug? That's it. No, you got to say, Chi Chi. That's the name of this podcast. Chi Chi. They ask you a question. No, I'm not Not at all. No, it can't be. You got to keep it moving. You know, take it lighthearted. You might match a challenge here. No, no. I'm trying to think right there. So you never, you don't remember any petty moments when you guys were growing up? He is a twin. It has try, to be some pain. I tried to shit. stab him once. Yeah, I was going to say that. He did try and stab me. Try to stab him? Because he was being petty. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't being petty. <laughs> you were being petty at the no, time? No, not at the time. So why would somebody try to stab I, you? Like, man, that's personal. he's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. Listen, I had a little anger issue when just, I was younger. Just a tad. Just a little bit. I threw an encyclopedia at him once. Yeah, he's yeah. smart. So he probably took it and said, I already read that book. Yeah. <laughs> he knew I wasn't going to stab him. He stood there with his hands crossed. Like, go ahead. Go ahead, do it. I thought about it. <laughs> he talked you out. I don't remember <laughs> when it was over. I don't even know. It don't even matter. <laughs> he told oh, yes, he tried to stab me. Out of stabbing him, he used that, that Jedi mind trick. He did. Stand here. Because uh-huh. it was in a movie. Did you see the last uh, Star Wars movie? Because I love sci-fi movies. When he stood in front of the guy, and the guy he swung, but it was mm. actual hologram. Mm. That's what you That's what mm. you're doing? <laughs> yeah, I was going right through it. was a hologram right through it. That is absolutely crazy. So we're going to wrap this podcast. Up. Yes. We figured that he's not petty. But um, uh, we always ask our guests to leave one last word of encouragement or, you know, um, some words of wisdom for our audience. So if there's anything um, that you would like to share, um, either from a parent perspective or educator perspective or whatever. No, I would just say, you know, to all, to all the students out there, be you. Mm-hmm. If being you is different, be you. Mm-hmm. And to the parents, let their kids be them, be, mm-hmm. be who they are and nurture it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Definitely. I got some, the wide spectrum within my own family. Mm-hmm. My, my kids are very different. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my goal as a parent is to let them be themselves and nurture, nurture that development. Mm. Ms. Spence. Mm. Well, I'll say this: it is always, always embrace your pettiness, but <laughs> as, as well as being able to have open conversation, open dialogue with your children mm-hmm. is important, and try not to let anyone come within the family and divide. Because, like you said before, when the family fuse, nobody wins. Mm-hmm. So, be very careful about the people you allow inside your home to be able to talk to your kids. Mm, that's deep. Uh, today's lesson is: um, you'll figure it out, um, as my mother would say. Um, there's going to be situations in your life where you're going to be, uh, your back's going to be against the wall and you're not going to really have any resources to really gravitate to but um, if you you know believe in yourself and believe in your capabilities um, you'll be able to figure it out um, in business and life and relationships um, work hard and the key mm-hmm. thing is is your hustle and your work and I keep preaching that and I keep preaching it because life is it's going to throw you some curveballs mm-hmm. things are not going to come to you just because you are you you got to get up and you got to go out there and grind and go mm-hmm. after it and no I see doubt. a lot of people that are failing and not getting where they want to go in life for the simple fact that you are afraid to hustle and mm-hmm. you're afraid to get up and go you spend way too much time trolling in social media you spend way too much time watching love and hip hop 
hip-hop and all mm-hmm. your favorite shows when you could be out there grinding. Mm-hmm. You know, people ask us why we're crazy. Or my brother, he woke up 5 o'clock in the morning to get mm-hmm. his running on. So there's times where you can get your rest, and there's mm-hmm. times where you can go out there and grind. So um, on behalf of the Empowerment Perspective, I want to thank my brother for being in the building. And, mm-hmm. and I know you're tired, and I definitely appreciate you being Thanks on. And uh, we're on our way to Chicago, baby. Absolutely. You know, see my man uh, Kyle Santilli uh, Kyle out there. And uh, another one of our uh, people that we grew up with. Probably, I think he is the number one rated DJ in Chicago, so we're going to yeah. make sure we shout him out. And mm-hmm. also Russell Mewis, the graphic guy who does our graphics on the Empowerment Perspective. He's going to be on the uh, podcast as mm-hmm. well. So, um, like I said, we just want to keep moving and keep hustling. So, until next time, stay empowered.